The Blockbusters Podcast is now a proud member of the Pod Bros Network. We're now among the ranks of such other great podcasts as The Language of Bromance, Snake Oil Comics, and Late Night Gamers. So head on over to podbros.com to check out those and more. Right, right after, after this! this. Welcome to the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today, we are going to be talking about everything. In two- A little bit of everything, yeah. yes. <laughs> this is our year in review, talking about 2014, but before we jump into that, first off, let's run over Standard Housekeeping. We're well, on Twitter. Business. Yeah. On Twitter at Blokebusters. We're on Facebook. Take a wild guess at Blokebusters again, and you can email us, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a website, which is lovely, if a little glitchy, blokebusters.webs.com. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're actually little Easter eggs we've hidden in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I also want to say, I'm not exactly sure when this is coming out, but do look for me on another podcast that I'm going to be guesting on called Soiled Restroom Cinema, a lovely name. (laughs) Sounds delightful. (laughs) I I will be helping the host there to rip on a festive classic elf bowling. (laughs) Not entirely sure that's even half true. (laughs) (laughs) And then we might be joining the In Session Film podcast guys at a later date to be determined so do look out for that we will let you know on Facebook or Twitter as the time comes and also before we jump into the review we both went to the cinema recently to see The Imitation Game and we felt that we had to mention it (laughs) at the beginning here we couldn't let that one skip by no (laughs) if you've seen the film you understand it doesn't it'd be tough for I guess we would consider ourselves a humor category podcast yeah Uh, you know humor slash you know or film slash we, we tend to go in a humorous and way. And if you've seen the film, there's there's not a lot of material to build off of. <laughs> not not <laughs> a huge amount. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's just uh, take uh, a few minutes and uh, delve into Imitation Game. Yeah, well, of course, Standard Business, directed by Morton Tildum. Who? I hope I'm getting that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The budget was $15 million, which I had to say it looks like it was a little bit more than that. It's a very nice looking film. That is a pretty low budget, yeah. yeah. And box office as of January 2nd, 47863923 So it's done quite well so far. And so if we get into the cast, Alan Turing, we have one of our favorite actors, Benedict Cumberbatch. And yeah, he tends to be a little typecast, I think, at this point. Uh, uh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I meddling genius, or yeah. just kind of. I I had to solitude. say that the, the uh, opening narration by him, I was thinking, oh, he's channeling Khan right now. Like just said, you all sit there, you're not interrupted. Like, <laughs> it was a little Khan-esque there, but yeah. 
We'll, we'll get into well, it. Well, if it's not bit. broke, don't, or, yeah. you know, don't fix it. So, um, uh, And a young Benedict Cumberbatch played by a kid called Alex Lawther, and I thought he did very well. Like, he wasn't on screen a huge No, amount, yeah, but... I think it was just a few... Uh, well, yeah, there's a few you know flashbacks as the story's told. Yeah, know. but I mean, given that it was the time of his life when he started to realize his inclinations towards men rather than women, mm-hmm. as was the norm, like... It, did very well, I thought. Uh, we have Joan Clark, played by Kira Knightley, and mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I, no, I, I no, I do. <laughs> she, I think she is a really good actress when she gets good material. Yeah, and I would like to see her in some more starring roles. If she's always just, you know, seems to be the supporting. Yeah, actress. I mean, I let, but I think see. she could carry a film on her. Uh, I mean, I know she has she has before the uh, you know atonement or whatever, but yeah. uh, but a little more mainstream films, I guess I'm yeah. referring to. Yeah, I mean, not this Pirates of the Caribbean rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was probably the best part of those films. <laughs> oh come on, Johnny Depp was the best part of those, films, even if he uh, got yeah. a little over. I, I would say Jeffrey Rush actually, but. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I might go with you on that one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, enough pirates. <laughs> oh, yeah, enough about pirates. So yeah. we have uh, Hugh Alexander, played by Matthew Good. And, mm. yeah, he, he was a really was, cool character. He, he was, was the chess good. guy, yeah. Yeah. And what else have I got? i got Major General Stuart Menzies, played by Mark Strong. I do enjoy Mark Strong whenever I see him. I yes, think. Kickass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see him in too much normally, but uh, whenever he's on screen, I feel he's quite good. Commander Alastair Deniston, played mm-hmm. by Charles Dance. Otherwise I like known, Charles Dance. <laughs> otherwise known as to many of you as Tywin Lannister. <laughs> yeah, very true. If you are a Game of Thrones fan, he's in that. He's also. In if anyone reads the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett, there is a character called Lord Vetinari who is in charge of the big city Ankh-Morpork. And in every single television adaptation that he features in, he is played fabulously by Charles Dance. Pretty much the same way he is. Often. Charles Dance just has the best voice too. Just he does. commands authority <laughs> and just disdain. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean his character of Vetinari. The character never raises his voice. He never exactly demands that you mm-hmm. do something. But he just suggests that if you don't do this thing, it might not be in your I'm best interest. I'm pretty sure he could whisper it. I would shit myself, <laughs> depending on <laughs> yeah, just what he had to say to me. Yeah, yeah it, d- Definitely someone I enjoy seeing. Yeah, uh, uh, did you also have uh, Alan Leach down? I do. Alan Leach as mm-hmm. John Canecross. Yes. Alan uh, and that being and, the uh, spoilers here, the character that turns out to be a Soviet spy or which double agent. Also, another <laughs> revelation Mark Strong already knew about. The, yeah. You know, MI6. But uh, also, um, he was in uh, a show I have stopped watching just because it got a little too ridiculous for me. But Downton Abbey. He was right. he was in Downton Abbey. Um, okay, that doesn't surprise me. Started out as the chauffeur and then married. <laughs> Jessica Brown Finley, and yes, and then they called her off, which made me very upset. <laughs> then they just started killing off more people, and I'm like, "You're not Game of Thrones. Stop killing off everyone." Yeah, but yeah, that's where you probably recognize him most from. All right, yeah, and he, it was one of those things where his character figures out that Alan Turing is in fact gay, mm-hmm. and his response to it 
doesn't make any sense for the time period until you find out that he's a spy. Yeah, like, why <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, he, he is him? so fine with it, and that's not the way that it was. See, my <laughs> other option was, well, perhaps he himself is a homosexual. Very and... true. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, as it goes on, you find out he is a spy, therefore, he has his own secrets, but even at that point, Alan didn't know, so it was a, a very odd thing, but a little bit calculating, because he was clearly like, if if he ever finds out, I'm going to have this thing on him now. The last name I had written down was playing Peter Hilton, a guy called Matthew Beard. Oh, yeah, Peter. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah. don't, I don't know most of these people that well, but I felt that it was a fairly solid cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can you think of any real missteps that's all though. no no I think we need to get into uh, yeah enough of the cast I think we need to get into the, the meat and potatoes of the film <laughs> yeah. uh, so th- this film chops back and forth another one of those mainly non-linear three narratives. time periods yeah um, it, it, it start, let's see it starts off in the 50s jumped back to which we would call I guess present day for the film yeah for, yeah, for the it, film timeline the yeah. 50s is present day jumped back to in the 40s or during the, the second world war, war. Yes. Uh, and then, and then back also back into the 20s and 30s yeah. right, with his schooling. Yeah, for the I guess the first boy he ever figured out he had feelings for. Mm-hmm. And there is some jumping around in that central timeline of the war. Yeah. Uh, maybe not some jumping around, but some advancing. Like, okay, and then it's a year later. Yeah. It's it's, a, another year later. It's two, never yeah. it's never overly choppy, mm-hmm. but no, it, it thought... is just kind of, okay, a year's gone by. Like it, and we're still moving on. Mm-hmm. So. And I... I was a little uh, not in love with the present day scenes, at least initially. I just think it kind of stole the momentum of the film. It did slow it down. Um, I'll give just because these detectives we don't care about. Yeah. And if you know the story at all, you know you're already saying, okay, assholes. <laughs> I know what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just get back to the story. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so it's about Alan Turing, who basically is the father of computers. The, yes, he is. Yes, he is the father of modern I mean, not, not to take anything away from anyone else that was working on any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. the way that he was using all of this stuff and no. building machine specifically machine to solve problems. To do all these problems. That, yeah. <laughs> and that's what led into modern day computers. So, like, yeah. This guy is kind, the, of, uh, kind of a genius, and, really. And the yeah. catalyst, of course, for this was the German Enigma machine, yes, it, which was deemed unbreakable, the code. Yeah, the idea being that the Germans would change the settings at midnight and they would have one day to figure out what the settings on this machine is because they've stolen one. And if they didn't find out by midnight, code's changed, every message that they've been able to figure out anything of out the window... <laughs> Yes. So they are not. I mean, they say they're losing the war. Um, I I would say they're just not doing well in the war. Like you know, it was going to go on for a long time, and so they brought together all of these incredibly smart people to break the code. And of course, Alan Turing starts dreaming up this machine that will be able to figure out all of these. What was it? Two, 29 million million combinations. Uh, like 59 million yeah. million. Or, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of different combinations it could possibly be because 10 men working on it 
what was it, 10 things <laughs> a minute for like 24 hours a day, and it would only take 300 years. This, I don't know, it's just yeah. It, ridiculous, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, yes, he had a different approach to it. Um, and, and you got to see, like, the higher up didn't necessarily enjoy his approach mm-hmm. to it. Some of the people on the team didn't exactly yeah. enjoy it. And yet, when this machine starts working, mm-hmm. like you, you got to see the point where they set it up, they did it, and it took what thirty seconds, and they yeah. they broken this. Yeah, machine. we're gonna kind of just chop through most of the plot because it's I I, I don't want to speak for Paul, but I thought it was an excellent film. Yeah, and uh, really well so done. So go see it. Um, I don't you know want to spoil too much of that narrative. Of the movie itself, I think the bigger issue for us is what the importance of the film. Yeah, um, I mean, half, half of the drama comes from once they've broken it, what can they do? Which, well, that that also, yeah, that raises the question: like, wouldn't the, that issue have occurred to them before breaking it? That probably like, you can't. You know, you 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 can't let the Germans know, or you can't like avoid a disaster at the last second. Yeah, and then obviously the Germans have known you've broken the code. And that was another interesting part of that was that they actually developed algorithms and equations yeah. stuff to f- just pretty much decide who lives and who dies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, what was it? The the least number of moves to make them suspicious, but the most number of moves to help win the war. Like, yeah. it, it's astonishing some of the stuff mm-hmm. these people had. But to it was with. absolutely incredible. Um, when it, they said it, say it possibly saved like two million lives or. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's cut the war no, by like two it, years. No, cut cut the war by two years and saved an estimated fourteen million. Fourteen lives. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just amazing. And uh, how did his government repay that? Well, um, <laughs> to start with, it wasn't too bad. He went back to teaching. <laughs> yes. And then when he got caught because there was a robbery, mm-hmm. and the policeman turned up and turned out nothing had been taken, and he wanted them to go away. So the policeman said, "Hang on, something's happening here." Turns out that uh, there was a homosexual at, at a pub, and mm-hmm. just because of that... They're in pubs now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dear God. They're everywhere. <laughs> um, and just because of that, they got enough evidence on him to put him... Not necessarily put him away, like to charge him with public indecency. Mm-hmm. And so yes, to, this was... I don't know if I said, but this was a crime at the time. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. to avoid going to jail and having all of his work taken away from him he agreed to chemical castration through the uh, use of but, estrogen yeah uh, yeah, something yeah. Like, so, injections so basically the last year of his life he had so many like physical problems due to this his like it was clear that his mind was suffering from it as well and so after a year of chemical castration he committed suicide yes <laughs> thank you British government <laughs> yeah I yeah it's it, it, one it's of the great movie it's a it's a an uplifting story and also a just a, yeah, it's a an very... uplifting story assuming you left before the last 10 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd get a different uh, quite a different uh, perception yeah. of uh, the film but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like they don't show the suicide, no. but you know, you get to see it affecting him, and then it ends with like a happier time when they're 
Mm-hmm. They're finished with their work. They're destroying. They have to burn the out all the evidence. Yes, and and you see, scene, you just see all of the facts and figures that came out of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an incredible time. And this was a or illegal. I think didn't they say up until like in the sixties? Oh, this the, homosexuality and public indecency. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be charged. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's uh, one of those sad things, really, that it takes so long for these things to. Mm-hmm. To just I mean, like, to put oh, that in perspective, my parents them. were teenagers when that was still going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's you think we've come far away, and we have, but uh, not. Some might say not far enough. Not far enough, and but. some might say too far. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> yeah, so back it up a bit. But uh, yeah, I think it's an important film for tolerance and for the gay community. Mm. Um, yeah, which not necessarily the main point that they were going for, no. but a solid. A solid argument, I think. Like, of this is how these people were treated back yeah. then. Like, th- this person who won the war saved so many people, and this is why. And because of his yes, his sexual inclinations, yeah, yeah he uh, did not lead a happy, a very short, pretty much yeah. unhappy life after the war. And of course, most of this stuff it said like after forty-five, this was classified for just over 50 years like mm-hmm. no one knew the stuff that they did until the 90s yes. and uh, Queen Elizabeth II I guess gave him a, uh, a pardon yeah um, and, uh, I think it was I think it said 2013 he was given mm-hmm. a posthumous pardon for everything and a commendation for all the work that he did yeah it's uh, yeah <laughs> it's nice but it's a little late yeah. <laughs> just a little just a touch Dad. late uh, yeah. yeah it's a nice sentiment but um <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Uh, uh, sh- shall we go into the uh, slightly happier waters of films yes, of the I, last I did, year? Yeah, just want to say real quickly, though, also, I don't want to diminish this by saying it as a, you know... As an addendum. Well, yeah, as an addendum, but also with Keira Knightley's role, I do also think it speaks to sexism and sexism at that time. Yeah. Um, and even yeah. now, uh, she's a really strong character and shows that... She, Women there weren't always just Betty homemaker. No, and, I mean, well, she was be- <laughs> she was better at a task than Alan Turing was, <laughs> and despite this, because of the time and because mm-hmm. of her parents, yeah, they had to have this ruse of her being a secretary or whatever. So, and he had to sneak work to her. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think it was just cool that she was a strong character in. A very oppressive time for women. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now uh, on to the fun. <laughs> yes, the fun. All right, so we have both independently gone over the films released in 2014, and we wanted to... Shuffle yeah, papers. <laughs> and we wanted to come up with some of our favorites, some of what we thought were the worst, like what we're looking forward to next year. So missed the mark entirely so that mark. we thought wouldn't. Well, I figured that I would start because I, a couple of weeks ago, put together a top ten list. And I haven't told Brian what's on this top ten list yet, so I think this could be interesting. Mm. All right. Okay. So, so I have not ranked mine. I just, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, this was just something I did for something else, but I figured okay. I'd bring it in. All right. So, number ten, Odd Thomas. And I know uh, you're feeling something. Can you hear that eye roll, folks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me and Brian had talked about this before. Letdowns. Odd Thomas. I got to do it. Thank you. Odd Thomas. 
say so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was a big fan of the books I'm a big fan of Anton Yelchin I really enjoyed the film Brian did not moving on Pooh Bear <laughs> full of stuff Pooh Bear <laughs> number nine I got Interstellar Interstellar is on my so yeah if, if, we'll do this if you okay. appear on my list I will mention at that All at right, that time yeah. Interstellar yes and it's Interstellar, on my best list obviously we went over it the so, reconnaissance continues yeah. to reign <laughs> a very good film beautiful film and oh yeah just for the effects alone and yeah, yeah, I mean, one of those films the that score you... score is just amazing. Well, depending on which cinema you see it in, apparently. Oh, the <laughs> scores? No, it's just, yeah. you remember that when that came out, there was all this uproar of the way that Christopher Nolan designed the way for the mm-hmm. music to go with it. The cinemas had to turn the volume up to its maximum volume. Oh, yeah. And then there were cinemas that didn't do that. And then everyone was complaining about the sound quality. Well, I hope ours was, was, <laughs> no. was turned up. <laughs> well, that, that was the thing. Like, I yeah. didn't have any issues with the sound quality, so ours must have complied. All know. right. What's, uh, what do you got? All right, number eight, I've got Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. okay. Um, now, I, I wasn't yeah. as big a fan of it as you were when we saw it. Yes. But after thinking about it, and even though it does feature Tom Cruise, not one of my favorite actors, like... It was a solid film, and it was enjoyable, even if one of the things I enjoyed about it was ripping apart the time travel aspects of it. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. For as anti time travel as I am, I I was very pleased. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, number seven, I got the Railway Man. I don't know if you saw. I'm that. not familiar with the Railway Man. It is a very good film. It stars Colin Firth as a guy who goes back to somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and basically Colin Firth let me guess is all Colin Firthy sort of he's, act- <laughs> he's actually close to Liam Neeson attitude and, uh, he's a little no. more close to Liam Neeson at, oh, really? at one point because he goes back to this place where he was held as a prisoner of war specifically to find someone and kill him okay yeah so, alright yep moving on <laughs> <So> <laughs> <is that>. uh, <laughs> number six I've actually got How to Train Your Dragon 2 it was something that I went to see and was not expecting to like it. I'd seen the first one and I enjoyed it. I saw the second one and I thought, oh, it's going to be a sequel. No, that's good. There's and more thought, training to be done, apparently. Yes, I <laughs> And I thought it was actually better than the first one. Like, it was a really solid I, I did not. I was film. planning on seeing it and then just like the last 20 minutes got spoiled for me and I hated what I heard, so I just have no plans on seeing it. So. <laughs> okay, fair I enough. I really yeah. don't care for where they chose to end that. No, but. yeah. And that... Uh, the really stupid thing is there are two twists in that film. The first one is given away in the trailer. Mm. Problems I have with trailers, trailers there. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, number five, mm-hmm. X-Men Days of Future Past. Hey, all right, on my list. <laughs> <laughs> solid cast, solid film. Fastbender is all I have to say. <laughs> oh, no, Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's a little treat in there, but yeah. he doesn't carry the film. But like yeah, Fastbender does. Fastbender. Fastbender is fantastic in that. Yeah. Uh, number four, I've got the Lego movie. Lego movie I have as well. One of the biggest surprises it, for me. I uh, went into infinitely it, rewatchable, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went into it with relatively low expectation because I thought, oh, okay, it's going to be Amy more the kids, yeah, and all that. And then it, there was just so much in it. Like, it was, well, it's just it. What the Lego movie proves, and listen to this, people making kids movies, is you can have funny jokes yeah. and not be dirty and not be over the line or inappropriate. Exactly. Like, you can have truly well-written jokes that don't placate 
to a four-year-old. No, you know, it's just... I, well, I mean, you, you have some of those in there where, of course, you've got the slapstick of he's falling down the mine shaft and, mm-hmm. oh, look, that's a really nice way to go. No, he's going the bad way. Like, you, <laughs> you've got your standard stuff like that, but then you do have, like, great dialogue and, uh, you know, witty satire. No, there and is, stuff like yeah, that. it's very, very smart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I think I've probably seen that. Uh, close to ten times by now. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite Will Fowl roles. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. President Business or, and Lord Business. Yep. Yeah. And as Will Ferrell. <laughs> yes, as Will Ferrell dad. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, number three, I've got Chef. Chef, yes. Quite an amazing uh, little gem. Yeah. Um, uh, that should also go in sleepers for me. I, I don't think it got its due. No, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... A really good film, like John Favreau's really good. I, I, I love road movies, and it's like one of the best examples of a road movie I've seen yeah. in a long time. And also, kind of a slight fake out with Robert Downey Jr. as well, like his name uh, being right up there on the thing. I think he's even in one of the promotional pictures for it, and he's in a scene for a minute. And that's <laughs> it. Like, well done, John yeah. Favreau, for not overusing. Oh wait, oh he was the uh, the. Husband of the ex, right? Yeah, ex-husband <laughs> of his ex. Wait, it's got to be your boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so his the brother's ex. father's cousin's former roommate. <laughs> I think is what it was. Indeed, yes. yes okay. he, he's basically the guy that just sells him a van. That's I, I his thought, entire purpose. I love Lake Wazamo, and he needs... I mean, I love him in pretty much anything I see, and I think he was just absolutely fantastic in this movie. Yeah, really? Uh, I think it's a great father-son movie as yeah. well. Uh, I... I just don't have a bad thing to say about it. No, yeah, really good. Um, number two, I've got the Grand Budapest Hotel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy Wes Anderson. And well, just, uh, yeah, Wes Anderson's kind of uh, plateaued for me, I guess, a bit. Okay. But, yeah. uh, I, mean, it, I, I still will watch pretty much anything he keeps no, yeah, it up. It's got some of that just dry humor that I love so much. Like, mm-hmm. There's one scene where the bellboy is breaking someone out of prison. And as they're breaking out of prison, the guy is telling him that he absolutely must read this love poem that he's written mm-hmm. to his girlfriend, whatever it yeah. is. And so he starts reading it, and he gets halfway through, and the alarm goes off, and he said, "Now I must stop you there because the alarm is sounded, but I absolutely insisted you finish it when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. just, just some of that stuff. Uh, I, my I don't know if this is a fair dig, but I sometimes feel like his films uh, I mean Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite films of all time but uh, I feel like sometimes it's they're overly clever or the dialogue the dialogue doesn't always have to be that snappy okay you know it's you need some ebb and flow some peaks and valleys I Uh, do you see what I'm saying there I I see what you're doing with that I mean probably because I enjoy that kind of thing I don't mind if a film Mm -hmm. is mostly that that, that's fine by Mm -hmm. me but yeah I see what I see what you're getting at there, and I can see why a lot of people might be put off by it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you diminish the strength of that if it's used throughout. You know, like... True, but I... Not I, saying I didn't love the film. I, I, I yeah, loved the movie, but I would it argue, just didn't make my best of the year. I would argue it's all in who's playing it and how mm-hmm. they do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can have that dialogue yeah. done by seven different people, and you can have two great mm-hmm. ones and several bad Well, I mean, I... I fully anticipate uh, Fines I think should get a nomination 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that, like, we, we've talked about before, the Oscars aren't the end-all be-all. But if I was running the Oscars, I'd be giving him a Best Actor nomination Yeah, for that role. He was just absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. All right, and number one, what uh, do you think it could possibly oh, be? Oh, <laughs> um, hmm, hmm, uh, Transformers, Age of Inst- Extinction? <laughs> <laughs> That's no, wait, right. No, wait, uh, let me see. Did this have other mechanics? Oh, this had, did it have a robot sister, maybe? <laughs> a robot sister? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did it have Green Uhura? Yes, Green Uhura. <laughs> mm, Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously the first one I thought of. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that film that, to steal the uh, category that we made up for the um, annual, uh, what do we call it, the annual non-academy awards awards that we did <laughs> not officially, like the best yeah. experience film of the year by far it is this year specifically yeah <laughs> where it's just utterly enjoyable uh, yeah it's just you just have a smile ear to ear like you're <laughs> a child again yeah which is basically i think which, what it's trying to do there, yes uh, i think i've told paul about them before but there are these things out there i forget the actual guys that do them. It's either CinemaSins or Screen Junkies. One of the two. I, I follow them both on YouTube, but uh, they have honest trailers. Yeah. Have you seen the honest trailer for Guardians the of the Galaxy? <laughs> like, just a, pretty much a big F you for Marvel. Like, look, this comic you don't know anything about, we're going to make this a fucking hit. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it was that thing of back then where... Where it, they do these... It's the Space Avengers. Did you see that? Or it's, I think yeah, so, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it, there was... This thing where it was... They do line up very well, the characters. They do. <laughs> they they thing are the Space Avengers. It was DC talking about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. The, the world is not quite there to have this Amazon woman in a leading role. And Marvel's response being, Fuck you, we're going to have a talking tree and a raccoon. <laughs> uh-huh. And like at the end of that, Odyssey tree, it's like, What are you going to do, watch DC movies? <laughs> <laughs> And they just like Superman going, no, after he kills Zed or Zod or Zood. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if it, I've watched it probably five or six times now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm still enjoying it. I probably should take a break so I can still enjoy it in the end of the year. It's a perfect, I think the soundtrack is perfect for it. I bought that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I don't know what's uh, why, can't, why am I blanking on his name right now? But um, Chris Pratt. Yes, thank you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think it's definitely his breakthrough vehicle. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is now Star Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yes, I cannot wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, 2016, I believe. So. Yeah. All right. Um, should we go through the rest on my best list, or should we jump sure, around? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I also had Imitation Game. Yeah. Yep. Um, definitely. I think well worth seeing. Um, I have Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, film. I think uh, like one of the best. It's a spy movie, and it's one of the best spy films I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, it is that genre. I think it's more that genre than a comic book. Movie. Yeah. It, it is. It is, it is it, told as a spy movie. It is technically a spy thriller that happens yeah. to have Captain America. Captain America in it, yeah. I thought that was absolutely amazing. Um, this could probably go in sleepers, but I'm I was super pleased with it. Is uh, the follow up to the Raid, the Raid Two? I um, have not seen that one yet. It is just some of the most intense action <laughs> sequences. Uh, the Raid Two is just intense action all throughout. Just the most 
gory, violent <laughs> deaths <laughs> and just up-tempo thing you're ever going to see. The Raid 2 does intermix some dramatic scenes in there. So it is a better film right. overall, but it's not a better action film okay. than the, the original. But Raid 2 I was super, super happy with. Uh, yeah, you got to check that one out. All right. I also have Nightcrawler. That's one of the ones that was going to go for me in like the... It, it at just, most annoyed I missed it of the year. It, it looks so amazing. <laughs> People out there know who Michael Mann is. He didn't direct this, but it has that feeling of a Michael Mann film, I think. Right. And just Jake Gyllenhaal is just knocks it way out of the park <laughs> with his creepiness. And also, I think, another nomination coming for that. I, I would be shocked if he did not get nominated. Um <laughs> But I just love that movie. It is so good. He's, like I said, just so manipulative. <laughs> and it is just a beautifully dark movie. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I just oh, I was so happy with that yeah. film. Sounds like something I need to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the last one I have, I don't want to give Sony too much credit for this, but the interview. Um, ah, okay, yes, you mentioned yeah. you had seen that. I've and seen you this it? three times now. It is okay. utterly hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's got solid jokes throughout. I, I, I think uh, <laughs> this is a weird analogy, but I think Seth Rogen and James Franco are the modern Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. <laughs> okay. I, will, I would watch anything with those two in it. <laughs> in that regard. That's right. all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to be in You've Got Mail too. No. Or, or uh, Joe, <laughs> Seth, and, uh, you know, Meet the Volcano or whatever. Nothing like that. But, um, yeah, you know, Sony bowed to stupid hacker terrorist threats. But, Did they? I, <laughs> but I'm... they're still going to make some decent money. They're not going to make as much money as if it came out in the theater. They're not. They're just not. But uh, theatrical release is obviously what you want. <laughs> but, yes. but they're still going to be okay, especially with controversy and all that stuff. Well, that, that's but, the thing. Like, but I, I strongly recommend it. It's available on YouTube. Um, you can also like rent it on iTunes and stuff. Say, how much is it on YouTube right now? If you know, um, I know iTunes is six. I think YouTube might be six as well. Okay, but uh, wow, that really isn't that much. Then <laughs> I thought it would be more. But I, I yes, I found a free stream. So <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> yes, I would have paid to go see it in theater. So there you go, Sony. <laughs> uh, that, those were my absolute best of the year. Well, I'd say that was a solid list from both of us. Eh? Yeah, I know there's a lot we missed out on, but hey, we uh, can't get to the movies every time yeah. as much as we'd want to. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, we cannot watch every single film that yes, comes if out. This, yes, if this was my day job, uh, yes, there would be no list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, we do have to actually work and provide. For yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'll say then that uh, so moving moving off of that then. I've got down two films that uh, I called the saddest miss of the year, which is the ones I'm most disappointed in. No, the ones I'm most annoyed that I missed. I really wanted to see them and I just didn't. Mm -hmm. The first one I wrote down was Birdman. Birdman, yes, I have that on mine. Yeah, and we like we were planning on going to see it, and then the weekend we were going to go see it. It's nowhere. Like, (laughs) and in like one of our most reliable theaters that we go to, which they like. They kept Chef there for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> and then we couldn't go see Birdman like six weeks after it came out. Yeah, it, it was a weird thing because I went online to look for it and it was saying, oh, it's showing on this day on Friday. And then on Saturday, it was, nothing. It was playing <laughs> near me, but yeah, that was about it. So, yeah. 
I don't know. So a little sad I missed not, that one. I want to see it, but also it's, it's, I don't. It's not one of those films I think that's going to benefit by seeing it in the theater. No, it, it, you know it's a it's just, you know, yeah. It, it works well on the small screen yeah. too. It's not an IMAX film. <laughs> exactly, it's not yeah. Interstellar. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Yeah. And so the other one I wrote down was one you reminded me of just before we started, the Babadook. The Babadook. I heard so many good <laughs> things about this, and I did, okay. never got to see it. We might hear that name again. Okay. Just, yes. Okay. <laughs> did you have? Oh, that was all you missed that, out on. That that was the the two most annoyed okay. I missed. I'll just real quick o- o- run through. Although I did write down the Monuments Men. I know that you weren't looking the... to or looking for it, but for me, it's yeah, just George, George common and John Goodman. Fair. Oh, look at this inspiring story. Just like Unbroken. Look at this uh, inspiring story. I, I, I don't mind historical yeah. stories. As, and as I said, John Goodman and uh, George but I just Clooney. don't think it's going to... I would never rate it, you know, I think 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is, I don't know what it is, but no. that's, I think, barely above... Well, barely no, fresh <laughs> is what I would list it. Fine by me. I, yeah. I was just... It was one of those films that last year I was like, oh, I want to see mm. that, and I never did. Yeah. So. Looks like Ocean's 13, but in World War II. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much to me. Uh, uh, Ocean 13 with landmines. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just real quick go through the ones I... I'll see, have yet... have not gotten to yet, but I will. Okay. I, I play it. Uh, Theory of Everything, which I really want to see. I've heard amazing things about. I, I'm a I, huge Hawking fan, which I know it's more of the centered on the love story than yeah. his work. Well, I, I kind of want to see that, but there was... I know, I know I've mentioned this before, but there the was... Documentary? A documentary on Channel 4 in the UK ages ago starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Hawking. Mm. As he's coming up with his new thesis, as his disease starts to progress. That was fantastic. And I can't find it anywhere. Oh, okay. And now they're well, coming out with this. So like, well, there's also a great documentary on Netflix. Uh, the name's escaping me right now, but it's probably Hawking. It might be just Hawking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's uh, isn't it pretty is awesome? It, is it him narrating it or something like that? Because um, there's one where he's narrating it, narrating intermittently, and then I think there's also a narrator. It's not like it, there was a TV show with him in there, Into the Universe right. or something like that with Stephen Hawking. It's not that. No, yeah. This is an actual no, I, documentary. I, yeah, it, it's but, just called Hawking. Yeah, okay. So yeah, theory of everything. Uh, Foxcatcher. Uh, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that really badly. Uh, Whiplash, which I've heard great things about. Oh, how did I not write that one down? Yeah, I definitely want to see Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard lots of drumming. <laughs> but, hey, I like that. Uh, Book of Life. The animated uh, Day of the Dead. Channing Tatum, oh, yeah. so he sailed down a... Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't overly sold on that by the trailer, but... It yeah. looks... Kind of cool. It looked very like a more colourful Tim Burton film, kind of, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> Tim Burton liked colour. That's what I got from that, yes. yeah. <laughs> and then the last one I still really, really, really want to see is, the for- is Force Majeure, which is just the best concept of a film I've ever heard. We've talked about this, I, haven't we? I or believe not? we have. But the, uh, the guy that, yes, that is on a ski trip with his family and yeah. sees an avalanche coming he thinks it's planned, realizes it's not a, a set off, a staged one, that it's real, and just abandons his family at the table. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the film is how do you deal with someone that has done that to you? And how do you. De- <laughs> <laughs> just pretty much left you for dead, and how do you go on for that? It's just. Uh, I think it's Swedish? Uh, um, I believe Maybe. it's Swedish in origin, right. but yeah. It just. It's one of the most original premises that I think I've ever heard, and it just looks. Delightfully hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that I will definitely see at some point. Yes, I, I'm sure I'll probably follow. So sorry we've missed out on some of those big names there. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Hey, anyway, again, we do what we can and 
Mm-hmm. We are any human. <laughs> I think, yes, we're the bookbusters. I don't think any of those would actually qualify as a huge blockbuster, though, that we missed. I think we hit the big yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we got back to cover. All the, I bet you we hit the top five grossing films of the year. Oh, I'm sure we did. <laughs> so. What do you want to get into? Worst? Sure, worst, worst of is the fun. year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just wrote down <laughs> the one film that I saw this year that, for me, was just the worst film. And yes, I'm and that sure film that Brian has it on his list. Probably had the first one as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2. Yes. And there's a reason why it's not in my biggest letdown category, but still, it just it just didn't live up to what see, everyone thought it was going to be. See, man, it's called a letdown. <laughs> now, I, I know, but also I thought, oh, they were going to make it with, say, homages to it, and then mm. it'll be good in its own right. Mm. And I didn't feel that it was a good film by itself. I did think that it was one of those ones where they do try and play on the old one too much. Mm-hmm. So it didn't have well, enough substance. I thought of this analogy later. It's like uh, when you write a check and you have that piece of paper underneath the check. Right. That, the carbon <laughs> copy. You know, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's a copy of the original, but it's a little faded. <laughs> it's not quite as, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't quite make out the name that's signed on there, but it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like everything. You can still kind of make out all the numbers, but it's not as crisp and clean as that original check. Nah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, obviously it was a letdown. But, I think, yes, it but, was the top of my letdown. But as I said, by itself, it still, it wasn't, there wasn't enough there to make it a good film by its own right. No, like, like I think we said in the podcast, if, you don't have that love with the first one. I don't know how you would even tolerate this one. Yeah. But <laughs> that's the only reason I took well, I, I One thing I actually enjoyed doing I was... I enjoyed some parts of it. Was if you went on Twitter and just searched for Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. 2 and you saw all of the, hey, I got my ticket for Dumb and Dumber 2. Hey, yeah, looking forward to seeing this. I've seen this on Friday. And then you see all of the tweets afterwards mm-hmm. of, wow, that really wasn't very good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was your worst. That was okay. That was my worst film of the year that I saw. Okay, <laughs> so, so I, I have, to preface it with I that. have a f- couple on this list I haven't seen, which I like. I will get to. I'm perfectly fine okay. <laughs> throwing this guy to the bus. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, just I saw all I needed to see on it. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to see the film. Fuck Michael Bay. Uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Don't need to see it. All, all I need to see of it. I, fuck Michael Bay. I, I saw that, and it was just boring. Like there, there was just so much nothing someone, yeah, going on. Trying to get me to watch it. Oh, it's good. It's good. No, 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 no. It's not. Uh, I Frankenstein. Uh, which mm, yeah, I, remember, I, I watched about 30 minutes of. <laughs> I, I saw all and of I it. very rarely don't finish a film. Now, it, it was one of those films that you needed to be in the mindset of, I'm just going to turn I'm tired off. of cool, like, okay, this is cool Frankenstein, this is cool Dracula, this right. is cool, you know. Make a good movie. I don't care if he's stylish. Well, in that case, is Dracula <laughs> Untold on your list? <laughs> mm, no, didn't see that one. <laughs> <Nah>. but, <laughs> and it wasn't directed by Michael Bay, so yes, I didn't feel like okay. I it uh, Also one... This could be a tad controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, got great reviews. Um, had a woman <laughs> that I will go see read the phone book, uh, uh-huh. Joe, and it was called Under the Skin. And I huh. did watch that film, and it's still like an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And so, I, screw you to people who say I'm a, a, 
Tomatoes hound. You know? All I do is just watch what's highly ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> yes, I did watch it, or right. or I would just agree with that rating. No, um, it's supposed to be this existential masterpiece, and there are just so <laughs> many long periods without dialogue. I don't think there's dialogue for like the first twenty minutes or something like that. It's just her driving around. Yeah. And she's supposed to be like this alien that's in, or an I, alien that's in like Scarjo skin. I'll say I know, yeah. the and seduces these men into this weird black, oily pit, whatever. Yeah, and it, I was so bored. And <laughs> there, yes, um, the male side of me did enjoy a couple of scenes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Which ones? The oh, ones where yeah. she was reading the phone book, of course. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Looking yeah. for the next person, just in the phone book. Yes, yes, just flipping through the yellow pages. Um, <laughs> I just didn't get it. Um, it just, whether it flew over my head, you can say I'm not smart enough, or you just, we're just on different wavelengths. Me yeah, and that yeah. film, and a, it was a stinker. <laughs> but uh, I will not be the last time I bring up ScarJo in this podcast, so. Okay. <laughs> it's a little teaser. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, where do you want to go, uh, Sleeper Hits? Or you got right. a couple more letdowns? Well, I, I just got, again, I got biggest letdown... Of the year for me, Sin City Two, which I did not see. No, yeah, which because I, I mean, I didn't get on the forefront of that, and no. so many people had just given weighed in with their opinion on it. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't need to see that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I went to see it because I really like Sin City. It's one. It tends to rotate into my top five yeah. uh, from time to time, and I went to see Sin City Two. It just didn't kind of like Dumb and Dumber 2 but it wasn't playing on the original it's just mm. like I don't know if the pacing was off or if the stories this time were just not as good mm. but it was just I was sitting there getting bored I don't get bored at these sorts of films yeah. like I I loved That's how it design. looked but mm. for whatever reason that just wasn't enough for me and of course I know that the absolute main draw for most people in seeing it would be Eva Green because she spends most of the film with no top on, um, but okay. <laughs> I might re- re- I might end up seeing that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, can yeah, I just exactly. can, can I get an edit of just those scenes? <laughs> I'm sure that exists. I'm absolutely sure that exists. In fact, I'm fairly certain there is only one scene where she is wearing anything that covers her top half, and that's it. Every other scene, she's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, right. there you go. I might have just talked Brian into seeing it, but well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See how bored I get. But I mean, there's just all of these extraneous characters that were completely unnecessary. Like Jeremy Piven is normally really good, but he just plays this completely pointless character. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is good in it, but. He's not in it very much, and he's only in it so that he can then not be in it again. Like, it's a very weird setup this time. The story didn't flow oh. like the last one, so I, I was just let down by it. So. All right. That was all you had on... <laughs> that was all I had down. for here, but I'm okay. sure if you read from your list, I'll... Well, letdowns, uh, a newly added uh, Odd Thomas. <laughs> just, okay. Uh, young adult. <laughs> Dribble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain you needed to have read the book to really mm, get the film. Well, that's the thing about a movie. It's a movie, not a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, go on, go on. Uh, Robocop remake. Did the, not see that. Do not want Robo to. The Robocop out of making it a PG-13. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Let's remake it, but ma- let's just take out all the awesome violence. Yes. <laughs> in the you know dystopian Detroit, yeah, and let's make it have isn't cleaned the, up and isn't and the, oh yeah, let's you know that iconic silver suit. Let's paint it jet black. <laughs> isn't the new Terminator film going to be a PG thirteen? I'm fairly PG thirteen. <laughs> there's I don't know if is like the worst thing to happen to films is that rating. Yeah, I think. Um, but <laughs> yeah, too many people trying to trying to please this twelve old guys called the MPAA. Uh, <laughs> which is which? Shall we point out again? Completely voluntary. Although you won't be able to get into a cinema mm-hmm. without it. Yes, they want the ticket sales of the younger audience, but then it dumbs down the movie. It's just horrible. Um, <laughs> let your kids see an R movie. It's not. They already have smartphones in their pockets yeah. <laughs> with internet access. <laughs> so oh, no, it's, it's not even that. Is I'm not going to let them see RoboCop. I, they can stay home and play Grand Theft Auto Five. Exactly. Like they're not going to the cinema. <laughs> like, okay, they can pay a hooker killer and take their money back on yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. They can play Grand Theft Auto. They can watch Game of Thrones. But I am not taking them to see Gremlins. That's just no. too far. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I had one last one. I told you a little hint. Uh, yeah. We have reviewed this film. Any guess? Uh, I'm completely blanking. Just go for it. Gajora. Gajora. I was really let down by that, mainly because uh, the main title character, eh, he was more of a cameo than the title (laughs) character. There was very little Godzilla in Godzilla. True. I think you saw more of the Cloverfield monster than you saw (laughs) Cloverfield than you saw of Godzilla. Or maybe equal. (laughs) Yeah, about the same amount of screen time, I think. Yeah, which is just not the way to go with that. No, I'm looking forward to seeing what they might do. And I do do. kind of regret that podcast. I think I was a little too in love with the film at the time, just because I was wanting not to be disappointed. No, yeah. uh, Well, I I think that if they continue the franchise and they make, say, two or three more, and this is just the introduction one and then the next one like more like more on screen more I guess character development I don't know what you do with Godzilla after that but then I'm okay with that film existing you make it a monster movie that's what it is Godzilla I don't need to know personal stories (laughs) you make it a you make it Pacific Rim (laughs) you know and just like crazy action sequences that's all you need rather than just Okay, so he's going to go back into the city and just end. Like, so yeah. what, what was with Thanks the ending? Thanks for helping film? out Godzilla and destroying all of our cities. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Superman. Helping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, that's all of my letdowns. All right. Um, you want to go into some sleeper hits of the year? Sure, you, you, have, you go ahead. I didn't. You didn't uh, have a sleeper list? I didn't write that down, but I'm sure I'll agree with most Mo- of what you Movies I was pleasantly surprised by, or I don't feel got their due credit. <laughs> Right. Uh, Baba Duke. Duke. I have. Um, I'm not a fan of the horror genre. I think it's just so repetitive and so formulaic, and yeah. and making me the. Like, I don't like the gory stuff just because that's not scary. Just because it's violent doesn't mean it's scary. <laughs> you know this uh, Saul and all that stuff. Well, I mean, is she going to like make the, it uh, like the murder porn stuff? Just whatever. Yeah. I just not into it. Like. Well, that, that's a subgenre in and of itself. Yeah, so. but they are ca- classified as horror films. Yeah. And then just the uh, the fake out of, you know, just, oh, surprise, and oh, it's just a door. Just, just oh, honey, I'm home door. It's like, that's yeah. not scary. Just because I have 
reflexes and healthy reflexes doesn't mean you scared me. Yeah. That's no, I, I reacted. Well, it, and oh, that was so scary. But it's not even that. It's purely just a done thing. That it's the music, yeah, and the music cues and all that. Yeah. But Babadook, I will say, was a pleasant surprise. It is still a little formulaic, right. um, but it had really good performances. Um, it was an interesting story right. and kind of a. A little different take. I mean, not as a, a departure as Cabin in the Woods was right. from the genre, which I think is probably the best horror film in the past ten years. But uh, I, I'd agree. I would I, say since <laughs> The Sixth Sense, uh, <laughs> um, if you want to classify that as a horror film, I don't know. I, I'd say that's on the edge. On the edge, yeah, mm-hmm. on the periphery. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised. I probably one I don't need to go see again. But yeah, um, I I liked it for what it was. Uh, I have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I know that made a lot of money, um, <laughs> but I think it should have been a bigger hit. I was really blown away with it. Uh-huh. And this is also coming from someone that didn't see Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which hmm. is the first in the reboot. Yeah. I've um, seen that one, but I haven't seen the one you're talking about now. So. I just thought it was so well done. I was so incredibly blown away with the performances of the apes. Okay. Um, maybe and maybe Circus you see and, it. Yeah. And just Caesar's performance. Oh my god, it's just like they were real actors on screen. It was just yeah. incredible to me. And I loved it for that. Uh, Snowpiercer. Good old uh, Captain still America. Still need to see that. It's still in my Some list. Some of the dumbest dialogue. There's a couple scenes of the most... <laughs> all I gotta say is eating babies. And if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but really an awesome movie. Okay, that's, Re- um, some really, really cool action scenes in there. Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton. Right? Tilda Swinton, uh, Ed Harris... Uh, which oh, I don't Harris. even know why they listed him in the cast list because after ten minutes you figure out who Ed Harris is <laughs> or is going to be without even right. you know it's like that's something you don't need to release that he's in the film because that kind of spoils that aspect. Right. Uh, I had Edge of Tomorrow in a sleeper, um, but just because they rebranded it, renamed it, and then yeah, live die repeat. <laughs> like what is the film called now? I don't even know. Live die repeat. Call like, Edge of Tomorrow. If you get it on DVD, it is live die repeat. Slash Edge of Tomorrow. It so it's both two names. titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I will say Edge of Tomorrow is one of the dumbest names. But, but it actually works, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little on the nose, yeah. but... Um, well, I, and Live, Die, Repeat isn't... <laughs> Touché. <laughs> okay, I will put in mouth. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> I just thought it was a great movie. I, yeah. I also thought that should have been a bigger hit. Yeah, um, I agree. Okay, uh, I have Blue Ruin, which is probably my one of my favorite indie. Haven't films, seen that one. Which is just a revenge flick. Um, oh, okay. Where this you know this guy's just tracking down the people that killed his family, and hmm. it is very. It's not a typical. It's not like don't think Tarantino revenge flick. Yeah. You know, not Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's very kind of quiet. It's very dialogue heavy. Um, but then it goes into some very deep, dark places. And, okay. uh, the main, I, I don't know the actor, I can't think of his name right now, but that performance is just marvelous. Uh, so basi- Blue Ruin is something that everyone should see. So basically, Taken done better. Taken done from a realistic point of view. All just right. like, what would you do if this was all you had left to live for? Right. Is making amends or writing this wrong. Hmm. And not caring if you make it through. Like, this is the last thing you're probably going to do. I don't want to spoil anything. No, yeah. But, like, I don't care if there's a life for me after this. Like, I'm just going to get these people. And yeah. I'm going to deal out some justice. And it's 
fucking awesome. <laughs> Blue Ruin. Um, I will look that up. Lucy. I said ScarJo would come back up again. <laughs> Lucy. Uh, it's completely impossible premise. The whole ten percent of your brain thing is yes. a misnomer. Like there is no such thing as using a hundred percent of your fifty percent. But I love it because there's so much crazy shit in there. <laughs> it's just off the wall insanity. And it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. Even while you're saying this is the dumbest thing, <laughs> this would never happen. Uh, and it's Scarlett Johansson. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. And you got Morgan Freeman being intellectual Morgan. expert Morgan Freeman. Being Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Being the go-to on the subject, you know, whatever film he is in. Yeah. Like, I am the expert. So, yeah, Lucy was cool. Uh, Cheap Thrills, I have. I haven't seen that David Koechner. Um... Dark, really dark comedy. Hmm. Um, what's the name? Main guy's name in it? Uh, Pat, somebody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's and uh, Sarah Paxton is in it. Um, but yeah, David Koechner from Anchorman and from The Office. He did a few things. Hmm. People know him. He's a well-known comedian. Right. But uh, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast. But it's a really, really funny dark comedy. Okay. <laughs> see what you'll do to make some money that's pretty much the, like how far will you go to be someone's essentially prank monkey oh I've heard of this yes one. and it's really really good uh, Chef I had on Sleepers okay I think that should have uh, gotten a little more due um, yeah fantastic I uh, had Grand Budapest yep. on Sleepers and uh, Joe which I think I've talked to you about Joe before. I have not been a Nick Cage fan uh, since, oh, like, okay. the mid-90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, this performance, I just, I, I loved it. Uh, check out Joe. You got Ty Sheridan in there, who's also the young kid from Mud. Ah, um, okay. Kind of similar relationship as older guy with maybe a dark past mentoring the okay. child. But... It, the, the performances are just solid throughout. It's tragic and heartbreaking, <laughs> and it, I love Joe. It, it, I mean, it made me like Nick Cage again, and that's saying something because <laughs> yeah. I cannot stand Nick Cage anymore. <laughs> so you you weren't a fan of Drive Angry then? When that no, not Drive Angry or Knowledge or whatever, Knowing whatever wasn't knowing. that a movie? Okay, Knowing yeah. was ridiculous. Like, I did. National Treasures did not like. Right. And c- uh, comparing it to Drive Angry, I'm saying it. Knowing was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Drive Angry was the Citizen Kane <laughs> in that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Con Air was probably the last one I enjoyed. And even then, I realized it was dumb, but still. Con Air is enjoyable. Movie. Just Con a Air's dumb good. popcorn movie. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, I have been touting this movie and been the champion of this film ever since I saw it uh, stars Neo himself right. and this film is called John Wick <laughs> it is probably even with Raid 2 coming out this year probably my favorite action film of the year nice uh, also with the Nick Cage thing haven't been a uh, Keanu fan uh, intermittently just you know The Matrix probably have you all... seen uh, The Man from Tai Chi no you should see that. Okay, and all, good, he man. did another one, I think, this year, too. Did, wasn't he 47 Ronin or something? Wasn't that? Keanu yeah, Ronin you don't really one? need to see that. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> yes, I, I, all I needed to see was the box cover, or the, yes. <laughs> the title cover. And I was like, I know what that movie is. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's The Last Samurai without Tom, yeah, without <laughs> being The Last Samurai. But uh, John Wick is just so much damn fun. Um, 
It is a little like the Raid, where it's just like once it gets going, it's it, there's about a reel, and you know, for movie lovers, reels, no, yeah. you know, you know, it's about fifteen minutes mm-hmm. uh, of setup, and then once it gets into the story, it's just bullets flying. Like I want the Blu-ray where they like count the bullets because that would be insane. <laughs> uh, he just let's say there's some creative killing with the guns, okay. and <laughs> it's so. Damn fun! I saw it three goddamn times already. Nice. <laughs> twice in the theater. How Ooh. often do I go see a movie twice in the theater? No, well, yeah, never. you don't. <laughs> I don't. I hate going to theaters usually. And I went like, I love this movie. I cannot get like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves. I don't want to go see it. And like, I am that guy. Trust me, I was him. I have drank the Kool Aid, and I am on the John Wick bandwagon. That movie did not get the credit it deserves. It is ranked really high on Rotten Tomatoes, but it should have made a shitload more money yeah. for us. Fun and awesome, and just it's just pure enjoyment. It is a popcorn flick to the max. Yeah, I think uh, the second that's on Netflix, I'm probably gonna just, uh, spend a weekend just mm-hmm. sitting down watching it. Cause it we, I didn't get to see it in the cinema, and I kind of regret that because oh. of what I've heard about it, especially that's, from you. <laughs> I, I cannot say, tell, tell them, can I stop smiling talking about this movie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And how rare is that, ladies and gentlemen? He has had a smile on his face the entire time. <laughs> I love John Wick. I love it. Watch John Wick. I'm all right. I'm moving that to my best movie of the year. Fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. John Wick. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> now those are fighting words. <laughs> all right. So that was 2014. What's coming up this year, Paul? All right. Well, I have. Now, what do you think would be best, starting with the ones we're looking forward to, or the ones that I just don't understand why they're being made, period? Just go through the ones not being made, quickly, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Or, well, why are they being made? Alright, well, let's see. Alright, so, yeah, we'll, we'll start with the, just, I've just written down, no, with two explanation marks no. under it. We'll call this viewers beware, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paranormal activity. Why are they still making these? The ghost dimension. They're in this dimension. If you're the watching ghost, any of these the films, they're in this dimension. bloody dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so does that mean that some live people will end up flipping to another dimension where all the ghosts are? Because for whatever reason, the ghosts are actually in this dimension because they're clearly interacting with any way moving on. See, it's, that's yeah. <laughs> that's 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 just an ind- indication of the problem with these studio business. That yeah. these are the films are cheap to make. They yeah. will make their money back and they then will. some. They will, <laughs> <laughs> and so they will be. They will keep being made. That's just how it's going to be. All right, uh, I told you this one before. Mission Impossible Five. Mm-hmm. You don't Ghost need... Dimension Protocol. Yeah, <laughs> also the same subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need any more Mission Impossible, <laughs> isn't he? Yes. I mean, he's not to Indiana Jones age yet, but no. But even so, like. What else are you gonna do with the damn thing? I mean, it's. I mean, they're it, still making James Bond films. Very true, but they're recasting him every few. Yeah. <laughs> they're not doing it with this guy. He's back again. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now this is a kids' film, mm-hmm. but even so, Alvin and the Chipmunks Four. There's four? Yeah, there have been three. I thought there uh, was just the squeakwall. Yeah, <laughs> and then I must have missed the three. There's a they brought out another one. Next year, there's a fourth one. Uh, this one 
even more, I think, than like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they keep trying to remake that. This one's just really grinding it into the ground. Of how? What else can happen to these chipmunks? <laughs> oh, you will have to buy a ticket and find out, sir. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they did a live-action version of the chipmunks with that werewolf one. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A uh, live version. Uh, <laughs> and let's just go ahead. I don't even know if these films are being made, but let's go ahead and count, like, Rio, whatever one they'll come up with. Uh, Rio 3, uh, Angry Birds. Or whatever Rio, come up with. Rio 3, now in Antarctica. Ice know. Age, <laughs> the Super Duper Meltdown, whatever. You know there's going to be another one of those oh, yeah. where they just start making them with the side characters that made them. <laughs> oh no, isn't there supposed to be one that's just like the squirrel? Or did that one already? No, that already oh, came scrap? out. The Nut Job or whatever. Well, um, okay, the, the Nut Job exists, but it's not Scrap. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a squirrel in there. Okay. I mean, but, but you see what I'm saying. They yeah. make the films. And then they make films of, like, the side characters and yeah. <laughs> just franchise it out and it lasts forever. There's going to be probably an Olaf movie. <laughs> I don't oh, know. You know at least there will be a short of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and... Yeah. Uh, the, Any of the, the, the last one I have on this list. Dribble. Friday the 13th, the 3D Reboot. Well, that's all the reasons I have to hate movies. <laughs> Horror, 3D. And a reboot. Reboot. <laughs> now, well, if you throw Michael Bay to direct, I think that's the that's a... Well, you never know. That's a quadruple shitstorm there. They may as well make Michael Bay, like, make him the killer. He always comes... You can't get rid of the bastard. He's no, they should make him the first victim that dies in, like, the opening scene. Uh, no, that that would be what we want. What's going to happen is he'll be the killer. Probably, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't... This isn't part of this list, but I didn't know where to put it. So this is kind of a murky thing. I told Brian before, they're remaking Poltergeist. It will come out next year. Well, this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it will be starring Sam Rockwell. I, I don't think that's enough to save it. Admission time here, freely admit, I have not seen the original Poltergeist. Well... I'm, I, I think have, I might have seen also, the first ten minutes, but yeah. but also our sensibilities and tastes have changed. In Poltergeist, we're just so deadened to <laughs> violence and weird things happening in movies and stuff that we can't see it with fresh eyes that they saw it within the seventies, where That's you know, crazy. like where The Exorcist or something, where there people were getting sick in the theaters and stuff, <laughs> you know, like leaving and throwing up and yeah. banning it, trying to get it banned. You know, it's just. Well, that, You're not going to get to that point again. Well, that too. And what the hell are they going to do? Is, isn't half of the thing in Poltergeist that it comes through the static on the television? Mm. Who has static on television now? <laughs> What's it going to do? It's well, gonna, he's going to have to come up with another dimension gonna, to come through yeah, on. Going to come through the, the car radio, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but then everyone has turn on car radio. I know. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that still uses mine. He's going to overtake Siri and come through as Siri. Ooh. There you go. Poltergeist it's like smartphones. a it's like a horror movie, but her. Yeah, that would <laughs> that might actually work. <laughs> Don't steal that idea, people. We're working on it. <laughs> We're going to screw you right the shit out of that thing. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> let's wrap this up so we can get uh, going yeah, on that so, <laughs> evil her. So, fil- films we're looking forward to next year, um, mm-hmm. or this year, this year. This, this Since year. I guess technically at the time within of the next year. Yes, this is 2015. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. I know that has already been released at the very end of last year, yeah. but it has not yet been released yeah. no, in our area. It is not yet here. I believe it is also not yet in the UK. Either. It's been very limited release up until I think this this weekend. Well, 
mid or like the yeah, second week of January or something. So, something like that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So internet hair so, advice. I love PTA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, Thomas Anderson. Do the layman. <laughs> and just watching the trailer. Not parent teacher. No, yes. <laughs> Not parent teacher situation. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I mean, you don't have any kids. It's a very weird time when you talk about PTAs. <laughs> I love just creeping in on PTAs. <laughs> um, like seeing the trailer, it just looks nuts, which always mm-hmm. ends up being like a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Chappie. Chappie. Oh, I wanted to say that, but all right. <laughs> Chappie. Yes. What's What's Chappie? Chappie. Chappie is. I know the answer, folks, but I'm just asking. It's Chappie. called leading. Yes. Yeah. Chappie is short circuit remade to not be cheesy to not be cheesy (laughs) which I still love short circuit by the way (laughs) yes imagine the short circuit robot inside the shell from real steel done by one of Brian's favourite directors I I think he is just uh, well he does have a certain look which all directors kind of have their own look but I mean if you're not familiar Neil Blomkamp uh, District 9 Mm -hmm. and then Elysium yeah, um, which could have been a sleeper, I think, for last year. No, yeah, I, but, I enjoyed Elysium. I didn't think I would. Was that wait? Was that two thousand four? I think that's two thousand thirteen. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. That and then now Chappie, uh, very different or very similar look to the world. Yeah, but always he always seems to have a thing of treating people or maybe things with humanity you wouldn't necessarily yeah think to treat them with humanity or equal respect. Well, I, um, I, I think, mean, you know, obviously District 9 was an allegory for apartheid. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, just what is life or what is... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it... What does the life mean? It <laughs> looks like it's going more in detail than Short Circuit ever did as mm-hmm. to what actually is alive. Like, mm-hmm. if if it can think... can think, if it yeah. can feel... Yeah, but... But then how much of it is programmed and what decides well, that? Who cares if it's an electronic brain or one made of goop? <laughs> well, that, that, that is the big question. Like, at what point does it switch from being programmed well enough to simulate life mm-hmm. and life? So what, what is that line? I'm super interested in seeing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, going forward then. And th- these are all in um, date order for the most part. Avengers. Avengers. Age of Ultron. He has no strings on him. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best trailers, I think, and a very creepy rendition of the Pinocchio song there. <laughs> very well done. Yeah. Uh, although It'll if, be awesome. If you're, yeah. if you're looking for an extended trailer, try and find the one where they're all trying to lift Loki's hammer. Because okay. it's a nice little scene that you get to see some of that. I yeah. think it was released in Canada. It's going to be awesome. We don't need to talk more about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Marvel. All right. Just, just I mean, asleep at the wheel, but still making it great. <laughs> like, they don't even have to try anymore. Just, no. yeah, here you go. Watch it. And it was it, 10 bucks. You're going to love it. It will technically also be the introduction to the Inhumans, which is coming out mm. next year. Uh, Mad Max. Mad Max. This is probably the one I'm most excited for. Now, I have to say, I'm absolutely certain we will cover this on the podcast, and I promise I will watch Mad Dude, Max yes. just before I see... Watch the, at least the first two, I would say. Probably don't need to mess with three. I, or I would say Mad Max and uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Alright, well, what do you think? Should I watch yeah. those two before seeing uh, Fury Road, or should I just watch the first one and then see Fury Road? No, I think you should 
see it soon. Okay. That way you have time to digest it. All I think right. you just see Mad Max, relative, you know, so you're not immediately comparing it. Okay. All you right. know, does that mean, yeah. Or do it. Whatever the hell you want. <laughs> but uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's all. That's that sentence. Tom yes, Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Moving on. As Mad Max. Like, Should be interesting. <laughs> it, I, I think, I don't know, like I'm going to get my hopes up too high, but I think, you know, Mad Max, in the same way that people said the Joker could never be done better than what Jack Nicholson did, right. I think Mad Max is such an iconic character, and luckily Mel Gibson, in his personal life, has kind of helped lower that bar <laughs> but I think that's also like oh Mad Max is Mel Gibson Mel Gibson well, is Mad Max how are you ever going to well, the reboot big, that the big question is is this a reboot or could this be the same world and this guy is like the new Mad Max like could I'm not, not entirely clear, clear I've tried to find that out I, hmm. I understood it as a reboot initially but it could be a continuation right. but I mean, either way my point being yeah. the title character even if it's not a straight Crawl, yeah, the, the idea Even being the reference isn't perfect. The name that, that I do think Tom Hardy it will be all people think of <laughs> as <Yeah>. Mad Max now. <laughs> all right, yeah, it's. I mean, has he turned in a bad performance? Well, <laughs> I cannot recall. One, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this one is a question mark. Jurassic World. I am yeah. cautiously optimistic that it will be cheesy enough and self-aware enough. So to be okay. That, that's where they need to go with it at this yeah. point. They need to make fun of themselves. Especially given some of the lines in the trailer. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a bad idea. No shit. <laughs> Do I think know I covered this. Goldblum He has not been announced Released. or anything. Okay. I, I really hope a it's a cameo. I, I, really I hope Goldblum I'm fairly certain Sam Neill has come out to say he hasn't been approached, but then again, yeah. it doesn't mean he won't be in it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I've got Ant-Man down here, Ant-Man being, again, Marvel. So, mm-hmm. much, Where are you, DC? Yeah, <laughs> much like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was, huh, what? The same uh, with Ant-Man. And, uh, the people they, that have heard of Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> are going, what? <laughs> now, <laughs> Who's Ant-Man? Now, this is an example... Do you mean the tick? No, we don't mean the tick. <laughs> this is an example of Marvel being Marvel. Marvel just having balls of steel right now. (laughs) They released, I think it was two days ago now, the ant-sized teaser trailer. It is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It is... And Brian can't... Like, you can't see it now, but it is this big on YouTube. Like, you cannot see in any detail what is happening. What do you mean? It's like like an inch by inch... Yeah, okay, <laughs> like yeah. the actual thing itself is less than an inch by less than an inch hmm. on YouTube, and then you hear the music, and then at the end, in giant letters, Ant Man just comes up on screen in normal size. That is their teaser trailer, and oh. then in a couple of days, oh, they're going to bring out the <laughs> actual teaser trailer. But uh, like, but like, we'll wait, we'll see. <laughs> I, mean, I know nothing about Ant Man, but I also thought Guardians of the Galaxy looks. Yeah, stupid, so. and I'm gonna go. And see, I'm gonna go and see Ant Man. So there we go. Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm going to see this. Like the trailer has sold me already. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm actually looking. I'm not a huge Star Wars person either, but I'm looking forward to getting that franchise back on the right yeah. track after and, the travesty of the prequels. And of course, we will be endeavoring as much as possible to bring you the lens flare count. Mm. Oh yes, <laughs> we will bring our little clickers. And, yes. <laughs> Every time there is a lens flare, 
and the annoy everyone around us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the last two I wrote down, I found out about about uh, an hour and a half ago, so that's why they're on here last. I've uh, got The Revenant, which is a western starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, Donald Gleason, and some others. Okay. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, even though I'm not the biggest western fan, the names Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy basically mean I'm going to see it. And it looks like it can be interesting, but all I've seen is a one-sentence plot synopsis. So more on that when that comes out. And then Victor Frankenstein. I know that Brian was ripping on I Frankenstein earlier, mm. but I find That's the character interesting, and if this is done well, it should be a good film, especially since it's James McAvoy as Victor Frankenstein, Daniel Radcliffe as Igor or Igor, or however you want to say it. It's Igor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but they told me it was Igor, but they were wrong, weren't they? <laughs> I really hope they. Uh, it's been a while since a Mel Brooks reference. Uh, uh, thank you. I really hope they go with Igor. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and it's told from. Igor Igor's perspective as in the relationship between the two and how I think how they came together and working on the monster and so on so that one I'm looking forward to but I think I'll have to wait till the trailer to actually put down judgment for it and that's all I have but that doesn't mean that that's it I'm sure that (laughs) I'm sure there will be more announcements and stuff uh, do you have As anything of this else? Date, no, that covered everything I had. All right. Well, I'm sure that our fans on Twitter and Facebook and stuff will tell us what we missed, what we got wrong. Yes. What we got right. That one's normally a fairly short list. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and yeah. who knows? Maybe. Let us know what were your best of the year. What yeah. Were your, what were your worst? Yeah, we really like hearing from everyone. And, of course... Next year, when we do a year in review, maybe we will review our year in review from this year <laughs> and then see just how wrong slash right we were. <laughs> see what holds up and what didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the films we're looking forward to for the next year, I think, will be really interesting to revise at the end of the year and just either say, what were we thinking? Or, thank God, that was all we wanted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lack of sleep, not boredom. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my entire page gone. I yours? have nothing but scraps left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. well, and happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year, and you know, make sure you get out to cinema more than we do. Because, <laughs> and yes, let us know if you see something before us. Yeah, say do. you'd like us to review it. Yeah, do do let us know. We're always willing to take requests, although. If anyone requests any romantic comedy, you can <laughs> you can know where to stick it. All right. Hey, hey, that's Paul's. I do have a heart, so maybe maybe ask me and I'll go see it. All right, uh. okay. <laughs> Brian will go see it. He will review it by himself. Right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you, folks.